Craig, where was, where's Rachel? Well, she, uh, that's what I was saying is their background noise because she's actually, I, I didn't, she, she didn't get the drinks because she's fixing the washing machine right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where, with, with the man that's, with the man that's come to fix the washing machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. He's, uh, he's inspecting her pipes. Yeah. Good, good one. <laughs> keep, keep them coming. <laughs> Welcome everybody, it is Super Bowl week and this is the Long Snapper podcast. Um, welcome, I'm Adam, you're not going to believe me, I've got five other people with me. Um, Patrick Jackson, hello Pat, how are you? Good evening, I'm well. Good, good. Uh, Craig Evans, what's how up? Are you, sir? Rich Newnham. Evening. Mark Salen. Hello. And how do we put this? Um the legendary host of the Mall Over podcast, Mr. Russell Milsom. How are you, I, sir? I like that. I'll, I'll take that introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I didn't fucking get legendary host. Fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, what have I missed? <laughs> uh, a couple of people called him legendary, I saw this week. Um, and being the modest guy that Russ is, he, he just played it down a bit, as you can imagine. <laughs> Ofs. <laughs> um, Phil Elkins didn't. Um, he uh, might have had an issue with the word legendary being used yeah. to describe you. That's but not a shock either, is it? It's not. Right. Obviously, it's the, the best time of the year, quite frankly. Early February. Um, we all know what that means. It's the annual big event that is Craig's Quiz. Um, are you all ready? Let's get it. <laughs> my my hopes are somewhere near the floor. So let's, let's as, soon as, to, as soon as it gets to February, keep them there. The, the, the Super Bowl isn't what I look forward to. It's Craig's quiz. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, it's time. Oh, it's time, and uh, we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a few things are true in the world of Long Snapper Pod. Russ has a perfectly egg-shaped upside-down head. Rich has awfully shit hair, styled on Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Adam is almost certainly the worst Adam. Pat <laughs> is the nicest guy in podcasting. And we always have too much Mark. Fact. Along with that, we've got something called Craig Facts. And today we're going to celebrate <laughs> Craig Facts. So if you were... <laughs> If you uh, if, if your consumption of the NFL is strictly red zone and stat hunting, this is not a quiz for you. This is going to test the real ballers, the depth of understanding. We're going to see how people get on. Who's seen um, the game Lightning? I've just watched that this evening, like for the first time. So I only watched it because, um, funnily enough, I'm, I'm a bit jealous because I've not played Answer Smash yet. But I know you said it was on that House of House of Games. House of Games. Yeah, yeah. And, and directly after House of Games is uh, Lightning. And so what it is is uh, we're going to have a minute on the clock. When the clock starts, the Lightning will be on someone. You have to answer a question to throw the lightning to someone else. 
when the clock finishes, wherever the landing, wherever the lightning lands, that person's out. And we're going to run it with a minute. Like that. Have you got? Have you got? How many questions you got? Because a minute's a long time, and five right, rounds. So, so I've got X amount of questions. If, X amount. Of questions. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if we get to the position in which we run out of questions, I do have a uh, particularly Craig fact tiebreaker. So um, <laughs> don't worry, guys. I've, I've prepared for eventualities. <laughs> Including having enough questions. <laughs> well, actually, not having enough questions. No, exactly. We have not enough questions. <laughs> I think we're all secretly hoping that's what happens here. I'm just going to sit and say pass until he runs out of questions. <laughs> pass. <laughs> pass. <laughs> just, just says two words of a question. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. All right, let's 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 get it. Let's see how it works. God knows. Right. So, uh, to start with, the lightning is going to be on. Da, da, da. Okay, Mark. Obviously. So, <laughs> starts on Mark. Uh, let's get that timer going. Timer starts now. Mark, where would the B gap be? Um, 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 um that would be in the, the defensive line. Nope. Wrong answer. Describe a nickel corner. Uh, the third, the third defensive back. Nope. Wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fifth defensive back is the third cornerback. The third. That's not what you said, though, Mark. Nope. It's not what you said. It's not what you said. But actually, just to save the questions, I'm going to give it to you. Throw it to someone, Mark. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam. Defining features of the Tampa 2 defense. Oh, oh God. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> That's... Uh, Tampa 2, isn't it? 10 seconds. It is. What is the defining features? Next question. What is the spread offense? Oh, that's time. That is time. Ow. Adam, Adam, you got got done over there, I'll be honest. Uh, All right. uh, Rust, Rich, Pat, and Mark. Timer. Uh, Let's go. Lightning's going to start on Pat. Timer starts now. Pat, what is a spread offense? It's where you have your wide receivers right out wide of the hash. Correct. Someone. Ross. Russ, describe a safety. Uh, he is a defensive back in the backfield to cover passes. No, mate. <laughs> Russ, okay. um, if... Oh, my bad. Oh, I'm going to give you that. Pick some. <laughs> I should have said defensive safety. Mark. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers is green 19, green 18, what is pa- Peyton Manning? Um, 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 don't look past. What is a chop block? Uh, a block under the knees. I'm going to need more than that. Two seconds. And that is time. Did you say Aaron Rodgers is green 18? I said green 19. Okay. Right. So Rich is into the third round of this quiz. That hasn't been there a question. 
I'm delighted. <laughs> this is about as good as it could get for me. It's got Rich, Russ, and Pat into the next round. I mean, for this quiz, is is incredible. <laughs> the, the lightning is going to start on Rich. I'm I'm interested to this. See how this goes. Uh, Rich, time starts now. What is a nine root? That's a uh, deep slant out wide. No. If there is one safety high and you send your RB out in motion and a linebacker follows him, what coverage are you looking at? Shit, hell, man. What the fuck is this man, co- man coverage? Man, correct. Throw uh, the line. Throw it to Pat. Pat. If the QB is directly behind the centre, has a fullback behind him and a running back behind him, what formation are they in? Nine. Correct. Throw the lightning. Rust. Cheers. What are NFL footballs made of? Uh, leather. Oof. I'm gonna need more than that. Nine seconds. Leather. Pass. Pass. Who are America's team? Uh, New England Patriots. No. <laughs> <laughs> Deserve to go. Who are, you, they, who are America's team? What the Cowboys. The Cowboys. They are all fucking quizzes, dude. <laughs> I, I love the fact that every time someone gets one wrong, Craig just says no and doesn't say what the answer was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my favourite thing about this. I'll go. I'll run through the questions that we get through at the end. No, so, no, no. <laughs> so, for the final round. Pat and Rich, a minute on the clock. If we run out of questions, we will hit the tiebreaker, but let's see how you two get on. Clock starts. With who? Uh, we'll start on Rich. Clock starts now. What penalty is caused by an offensive player moving before the snap? Um, um, full stop. Correct. Ah, Throw the. Only player to play in the Super Bowl and the World Series. Pass. Roland Bailey Jr. played for the Washington football team and the Broncos, but what name was he better known by? I've no idea. Before the recent rebrand of the RPO, the option play was more common and remains common in the college ranks. What are the common options used in this play? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, running back takes it, or quarterback sneak, quarterback uh, draw. One more, one more. Or pass. Oh, that's time. Rich has won a quiz without <laughs> Hey, I got to answer too. You got man, you got man. So let's run through. The B-gaps would be between the guard and the tackle. A nickel corner is the fifth defensive back. Champa 2, the feature... Well, you, didn't. you said third. You said third. You said third. third. Absolutely. I meant third, I, I meant third corner. But... doesn't matter what you meant. <laughs> Tell him again. Tell him again. The hey, Adam, final... who, who lost that first round? <laughs> final features of the Tampa 2 defence. It is indeed a cover, cover 2, but the specific difference for the Tampa defense is the middle linebacker drop, dropping into coverage on a pass play making it a cover three uh, we've got spread off and Sa- safety I should have said defensive safety because there is a position that is called a safety there's also a defensive score which is called a safety which is when a offensive ball carrier is tackled in their end zone um, if Aaron Rodgers is green 19 what is Peyton Manning Omaha Omaha that's it uh, 
A nine route, Rich got that. One save time man coverage. I formation we got. Cowhide is what we was looking for, Russ, in terms of That's what footballs are made for. I wanted Cowhide or I would have accepted vulcanized. Uh, Pigskin was indeed the uh, uh, banana skin in there. America's team are obviously the Dallas Cowboys. Um, no, um, no, not obviously. <laughs> clearly. Only player to play in a Super Bowl in a World Series, Deion yeah, Sanders. Sanders. He also he also hit a, a home run and returned a touchdown in the same week. Mad. And Roland Bailey Jr. is known as champ. Um, on the option play, Pat, so close. Indeed, the RB dive, QB run, or also the QB pitch. So the toss play as a run. And there you go. Testing if you really know the game or if you just watch Red Zone. Well done, lads. Well, I can answer. I can answer before you even start to quit. Just watch Red Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't pretend any different. Excellent. That, that, that was a surprising amount of facts in there. We'll see. That's what you get. It's always in the ballpark. I just don't <laughs> remember exactly when it happens. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, green 18 to start off with. <laughs> Whatever number he says. <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. It's, it's 19. I think you're right, but you did say 18. 18, 19. <laughs> It's on brand. I'm a, I miss Peyton. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm rich. Uh, thanks. That, that oh, music's back Oh, my God. You know it. Oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> All right. Um, what's going on in the NFL this week? Not much, I don't think. There was the Pro Bowl, which we previewed. Um, Fuck could they? I mean, the, the, the social media coverage of that possibly was like, it was more annoying than like the normal pro bowl it just never do that again nfl ever just just, just, just honestly ridiculous um bring it or bring it back to the well i suppose early noughties or the stage where um sean taylor wipes out the punter you know back back to hits like that in the pro bowl yeah just um, so shit yeah. all right we we've had a blockbuster come what can i use the word blockbuster trade um, between the Rams and the Lions that um, we've had a lot of discussions of WhatsApp about, but I want to get into on the pod. Um, obviously, Matthew Stafford has gone from the Lions to the Rams in exchange for a first-round pick next year, because I don't think they had this year's to offer, and the, and the first-round pick the year after, and a third, and Jared Goff, which perhaps explains why there are so many picks as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I... Please take him. Please take him. <laughs> Please take I... his contract. I like. I love this trade from both sides. It's one of those that I think that. Yeah, you look at the maths of it. The Lions have got a fantastic call for an aging quarterback, but I think I think they win as well. I think the the Rams win as well. They got what they wanted. It's a good one. Um, Pat, mm. why don't you start on this? Um, how do you how do you see this, and which team will be happiest? Yeah, it makes sense to me because I know where the Rams' twenty twenty first round pick is. I'm looking <laughs> forward to uh, picking up whatever offensive tackle we take there. But no, um, I think you're right. I think it's a trade that both sides win. Um, Rams short term, and if they don't go all the way and win a Super Bowl with it, you'd argue they lose long term more than they win short term. Certainly, um, it's a big gamble on their part. 
it's a gamble on the Lions' part as well because they should win this trade in the long term, but only if they use their draft picks well. And do you trust the Lions to use their draft picks well? Not <laughs> hugely confident on that score. So it's a trade both teams should win. Whether they do remains to be seen. Are you suggesting it's lose-lose? <laughs> I'm suggesting it could be lose-lose, and I'm suggesting having looked at both teams, I don't think they're going to achieve what they want to achieve with the trade in the next five That's years. That's where I'm at. That's Given, where I'm given at. the fact that the Lions knew, so we've we've discussed their head coach on the sh- on the pod last week, um, kneecaps and all. Given the fact that they knew Stafford wanted to leave and they've been shopping him, um, there, is this not a great result for them, given what you could have argued Stafford was worth? Um, they've got, but they've, whatever you think about Jared Goff, what it means is they can, they can stick him in there, find out what they've got, um, save up those picks and build around, build around Jared Goff when they know that they could easily replace him in a couple of years anyway. The Lions aren't going to be um, in, a, in a cap hole um, for a while, particularly with this one. So I don't think it matters for them. Goff is just a placeholder. And if he happens to yeah. go back to being decent Goff, then it's a massive win. But I don't see that happening. And I, I ultimately think that it's the picks that are the big, big win for them. They, they've probably got at least an extra first round, possibly a first and a third for taking Goff's contract. Um, and I think, like Pat says, used widely that will actually be be beneficial for them. I mean, they haven't they got a new GM as well? So maybe they'll do better. I don't think the contract's actually all that much of a big deal to them. There's when you think it's it looks like a four year hundred million dollar contract, but it's not. It's two years, forty four million, and then it's a team option after that that they could refuse. So yeah. the contracts between him and Stafford are actually fairly comparable. Yeah. Um I, I think what they've done is they Stafford wanted to go, the Rams didn't want Goff anymore. They've decided that they know that Stafford is actually a massive upgrade on Goff, um, admittedly like older, but right now he's an upgrade. So in order to get him, they've had to beat what other teams have offered. Multiple teams offered multiple first rounders. So they, they went ahead and beat it. And that was it. It's a good it's a good deal for anyone, but I don't I trust don't... the Lions to use the picks wisely. And I don't think the Rams will win the Super Bowl even with Stafford. So I think we'll we'll be back here in two, three years with no one any better and no one any the better. I don't believe that anyone else offered two first rounders for him. I think other people were in with one first rounder, but the Rams needed to offload Goff to make it work. So that's that's why they've gone in for extra picks as far as I'm concerned. Russ, you've been I I think the Rams I think the Lions will win longer term because they can like like Mark said with the, the, the two year option on Goff that they could be in a position where if they're gonna tank for the next two years, blow it all up, use the picks, start building again, and then in two years time look to see what's the, the QB class and, and see what see what to do there. Um I think as far as the Rams are concerned I think the uh, the scra- the the way that the lion um, the Rams defense is set up, you put a serviceable quarterback in there, and with their defensive option, they will challenge next season. I've absolutely no doubt. I know Craig won't agree with me. I think Stafford is well. We'll see. We'll see how good Stafford is now. He's a he's a huge upgrade on Goff, no question. Yeah. Well, but so he's so, huge, so hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold wait, on. wait, 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 wait. One, let me finish one second, right? So he's a huge upgrade on Goff. They've got Cup, they've got Woods, they've got Higby. I think Cam Akers show, has shown enough this season 
to say that he can that he can flourish and he can do something. And that defense could beat any other team in the league. So I think, I think they can be massively in a win now position. Couple of years of Stafford. See what happens. So They're, this agree, is their window. Right? So I agree. Everything you just said. Defense is sick. Got the best player in the league, in my opinion. And there's no reason why Aaron Donald isn't the best player for the next five years. Um, lot on offense and a coach who has proven that he can make an offense move, right? So if so, for me, Mark, you touched on it, and Pat, you alluded to to it as well, yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, what happens if they don't win the Super Bowl? Because that's well, they've, where, they've, they've, they've just they've gone all in. The point, they've the gone point all of in. This move was they was already in the Super Bowl. They didn't have enough. They are saying we've got everything except the quarterback. Now my thing is, I don't think Staff is that good. Like I don't, I'm not saying he's shit. Like he's not shit in it. He's clearly not shit. But he ain't great. And it is the you know, <clears throat> I do think he um, he benefits from the whole all American thing with the, the the quarterback position. I just think he's overrated because what has he done? He, and he has. Let's not forget. I I, I raise it all the time. He, uh, he he is one of the few players who have had a generational wide receiver. A quarterback who has a generation wide receiver should be winning things. So I'm not saying it's shit. I think you're right. We will see. My my thoughts, I think both teams lose. I don't think it really advances the, the Rams. I think they get to exactly where they got to. I think they can be in a Super Bowl. I do not think they win a Super Bowl because of Matt Stafford. I think they win a Super Bowl. If they win a Super Bowl, it'd be on defense, but I think it will give us a clear indication of where Matt Stafford is. And do you know what? If he goes out there and looks like Drew Bees or Peyton Manning throws for 5,000 yards, 45 touchdowns, no picks. Our whole man's up and say I got it wrong. But if they're scraping through to the Super Bowl and losing, Matt Stafford sucks. Here's, here's a question then. From a Rams perspective, could they have offered a similar trade? Or could they, I mean, this, this is a little bit of naivety for me, I guess, as far as contracts are concerned. But could they? Could the Rams have offered a similar trade to the Texans for Deshaun Watson? I don't know whether that would have worked. If, if, he, if he costs two first rounders, Deshaun Watson costs about six. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but they've offloaded, they've offloaded Goff as part of this. Yeah, and no. I think that that's a factor in the the number of picks. I have heard I have heard a rumor. I don't know how much truth there is. I heard a rumor that the Rams tried to get Aaron Rodgers before yeah, staff. I, I, I read that as well. Um, we're so, told it we're told unceremoniously to fuck right off. <laughs> and that that get you there. <laughs> that that would do it. The thing the thing I think that's going to be interesting to see is. One of the things that's hurt Goff a bit this year is that their their offensive line has been shite, especially with Andrew Whitworth going down injured, and there've been a lot of question marks as to whether he's going to come back or not at all. Um, you can you could plug in whichever quarterback you want. If the O line is is like paper, they're going to struggle. So they have to address that this off season, and it's whether they do that in free agency or whether they do that in in the draft. They absolutely need an offensive line because. We're not talking about the same Rams team that got them to the Super Bowl in 2018 with Todd Gurley running over everybody. This is Cam Akers, who may be a decent back, but is certainly not 2018 Todd Gurley level. So it's I, I think that Stafford is better than Craig thinks, um, but he's not, you know, he's not a top five quarterback in the league. But it clearly um, the Rams believe that he is good enough to complement everything else they've got to win them the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's... The difference now now with Stafford is that he's he's in a different situation. Even with the Lions when they had Megatron, 
Um, he still had to score 40 points every week to win, and he's not going to have to do that in LA. And that that's such a big difference for him. And I, I, I can just, I, I like it in terms of, well, I, I like Stafford. I rate Stafford. But if, don't die wondering if you're the Rams, you know, you've got the opportunity to go out and get, get someone like that. If they don't win a Super Bowl, they don't win a Super Bowl in four years time. They're, they're awful and they've got cap issues everywhere. Um, but if I'm a fan of the Rams, I'd rather you tried than yeah. just thought, oh, let's just, rather let's just keep be the Lions. <laughs> I do agree with that. I agree with that. I 100% agree. One of the things that I think is an issue for the Rams still is their cap space because they're still 35 million over the cap. So they're going to have to do something in terms of either trades or uh, reshuffling contracts, which just punts that issue further down the line. They they are very much, they've got to win it in the next two years. And oh, that, everything's that's coming there. out to roost that's after that. what they're looking 100%. at, yeah. Okay. Um, m- moving on from from that um craig you've well partly because you haven't been on for two or three weeks um i don't think you've been on since new york jets have hired robert Sala. um who did i did i say uh, <laughs> i pronounced his name like mo Salah, which i think i've been doing the entire time um yeah how are you how do you see that um are you pleased yeah i mean i am i i am i'm not i'm not unhappy at all i think that <clears throat> You know, the guy comes with a good reputation. He, the The media have done him a massive favour. Last year, I don't think there was a more filmed coach on the sideline than yeah. Salah. So, um, you know, he, he was coming in with... And, and he'd done a great job with that defence. You know, there's no two ways about it. There's definitely coaches out there that I, I, I would have I definitely taken above him. I'm still, you know, gobsmacked about the enemy. Um, but my big thing's Byron Leftwich. I've been saying it for weeks. He's done such a great job at Tampa, negotiating those egos there. He, I would have loved a really forward-thinking appointment like that. But <clears throat> can't be mad. We are a defensive team. Our best players are on defense. So, you know, uh, that is the Jets' identity. Um, I love the position we're in, you know when we talked in week 10 or whatever and the Jets Jets it up and we <laughs> lost the number one pick, it <laughs> felt ridiculous. But actually now, given this QB carousel that we are on, I don't think we're hurt at all by having the number two pick. I think we're right in the midst for Deshaun Watson. New coach, given how crap the last two years have been, I'm, I'm super excited, actually. Super excited. Well, more so than six weeks ago, right? Like, you've got something to look forward to. I'm glad they did it. They did it. And uh, yeah. All right. Anything's an upgrade. How good is it that you can feel so optimistic? In what's in what other sport can you feel so optimistic off the back of some feeling so down and just in a in a you know a couple of trade rumors, a new head coach, you know, cap space, pick draft picks. You know, you've gone from literally being at your wits' end with your team to being actually I'm quite positive about the future because this is the position we're in. It's such, it's such a mental sport in that, in that way that, you know, a couple of, a couple of things in your favor, a couple of different aspects on, on an outlook can just change everything so drastically. hundred percent. I always say to like new fans in that when talking about the NFL, the best way I can describe it is that throwing means something, you know, after you watch football, and if it's a throw, that's no big deal. But in American football, from 
the gridiron to the boardroom a throw on matters it's such a it's a it's a weird thing yeah and conversely the other way the teams that have had a good year you don't know if you're going to get back to that point it's not it, there's absolutely no guarantee that you're even making the playoffs again next season so if yeah. you Philadelphia don't, Eagles Philadelphia exactly. Eagles Buffalo Bills yeah you don't you don't well <laughs> who knows you don't win that game then all of a sudden you everyone's starting from from scratch next year and however many what percentage of teams don't make the playoffs that make it the year before you you just you you don't know the fact that you're good one year does not guarantee that you're going to be good the next year unless you've got Pat Mahomes <laughs> I mean it's I don't know about you um Pat I should probably maybe ask you for that being the owner of the number one pick now but I I pretty much go into any season being blindly optimistic even if I've got no reason to be um would that be fair? I mean, the, for the for the Jags who are, have the worst record in 2020, you're probably going to go go and get Trevor Lawrence, and I imagine have some optimism. Yeah, I mean, ironically, I wrote an article before the start of last season for Jags United talking about how going into this season, which has been our worst season in the 25 year history of the club, it was the most optimistic I'd been for a decade. And that's off the back of six good games from Gordon Minshew. So I sit here now at the nadir of the Jaguars' existence, hoping that it's the start of the biggest crest that we've ever had and hopefully we'll have going forwards. And certainly, like, I would rather see us keep the number one pick and pick Trevor Lawrence and that decade of joy that may come from that than see us splash a load of picks onto Sean Watson. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because right. a lot of people have looked at that the other way. <laughs> a lot of people look at it and say, it's "Why been, would why would you go for? Yeah. yeah, why would you not trade for someone like Deshaun Watson and get a, a proven NFL player at twenty five against a a person who's never thrown a pass in the NFL in his life?" Because I think that the Jags roster has a lot of holes, and Trevor Lawrence, if he Feels worked wonderful. out allows you to fill a whole bunch of others rather than giving those picks up for Watson. If you're in win now and you've got draft capital, you absolutely go for Watson. I don't think you go for him if you're in the Jags situation. I mean, it surprised me about the Jets, to be honest. But I, yeah. I think it's more... Why? The, the Why? impression your I, shit? The impression that I yeah, have is so. it, it's come about because Watson said he wants to go there. And that they've turned around and gone, oh, hang on. I yeah. like the sound of this. Is yeah, it... But... Maybe I'm being unfair. That's, I like, that's like going out of the frying pan into say? the fire. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. What do we, we just said how quickly it can turn around in the NFL. You look at the amount of picks the Jets have. You look at... The, the, there are pieces there. Don't get me wrong. Like we looked awful on offense. We also have a load of issues on offense. It, it, namely the coach, right? So you've got... It's not unusual to look at a team of, say, two years, right? Two years, three years. He's 25 years old. Tom Brady's playing football now. Why would you not want to go? It's a massive... One thing we maybe don't get so much or more casual fans don't get so much is the Jets, as bummy as we are, playing in New York matters. Playing in any of the big cities still matters. So you're in Houston. They they have no, completely underperformed. You're in the prime of your career. You've got a storied franchise and their absolute knees. Swan in. Say, I mean... We're still talking about Broadway Joe. What are you talking about? Like, I think it's a great move for Deshaun, hundred percent. 
But it, it, the, one of his, his major issues that he had in Houston, he said, was with ownership. And what's one thing that you've complained about? He ain't going like to like it. It's not a well-run club. It's not. It's, it's awful. 100%. But I want him. I don't know that Houston ever even trades him. Well, maybe maybe not, but he, yeah, <laughs> they're going to have a demotivated, out of shape Deshaun Watson come training camp if they don't, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. seen that meme of yeah, <laughs> seen that meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Any other? I'm not sure there's much else to talk about this week. Um, oh, let's move on. Let's, let's we, end it there. Any other business? Any maybe. Other... Um, any uh, anything I've missed? I enjoyed the um, senior bowl. That was good. Some good highlights of the uh, draft process coming out of that. Okay. Um, yeah, well, we could talk about that a bit. I mean, I didn't see it, but you know, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it seems weird that we're struggling for content. Um, let me just double check that. Oh, sh- there's a game this week. Hold on. <laughs> this... That was such rubbish humour. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nah, do you know what? I'll be honest. I thought, are we done already? <laughs> <laughs> I swear down, I thought, it's 20 past nine. Man, we, we're done already. We ain't... <laughs> well, to, to be fair, we could not. We could very easily not bother because there are 412 podcasts that will be pre- previewing the Super Bowl. But we'll, we'll no, give it up. No, none like us. Let's talk about myself. Come on, that that's true, um, and I think we're we're pretty split on how we see this. Um, Pat, let's it's, it's start really with you. I've got to be honest. Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, let's go. Yeah, let's go to you, Pat. I can see you know you were banging the Bucks drum against the Packers on your own. Um, I think you've got to have a bit of support here. Um, but yeah, tell us about the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I started the season saying they wouldn't make the playoffs and it's gone full circle to me predicting they'll win the Super Bowl now, which is fatally disgusting. But, you know, you've got to uh, react to things as they change, right? I think in this matchup, they've got the better offensive line, the better defensive line. And I think it's in the trenches where these sorts of games are run and lost. I also give them the edge on um, running back play and in the depth of their wide receiver tight end weaponry, not the, the the peaks of it, but certainly the breadth of it, the number of different attacking options that they've got. So I favour them slightly, uh, particularly on the basis of the uh, offensive line injuries that the Chiefs picked up in the last game, which could really hamper them if they can get pressure on the homes. OK. Um, Craig, you've, you've made me a bit nauseous this year with your love of Tom Brady, um, but... You've you've got another week where you can you can talk about him in his red jersey. Well, it's going to be a white jersey actually. I'd have Tom Brady at the Jets, you know. I really oh, would. If he, wow. if, he decided, if he decided he just wanted to stick it to Belichick, win a Super Bowl and come to the Jets, I'd I'd happily have him there. Sam could learn for a year. But anyway, so oh yeah, the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, yeah. I I think look, I, the big thing about the Chiefs is that. They can stall, right? They can go a quarter, two quarters, not be very effective, and then out of nowhere they'll score thirty points, which is really difficult for teams to be able to match up with. Um, and what the Chiefs have also done is they've really improved on defense. They've got 
Andy Reid, you know, we haven't really seen a lot of teams who rely, who are comfortable in man coverage um, at the to the level that the Chiefs are. Um, given they've got no, you know, it's no huge, it's no marquee um, defensive backfield. Um, I mean, obviously, Tyron Matthews, a big name, but you get the point I'm making. Anyway, they, that's all good for most teams, but you ain't, Brady will always score points. Mike Evans, you can't cover him for four quarters. So if the Chiefs stall, which they can, and we know how good that front seven of Tampa are, scoring 30 points in a quarter is not going to help against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because even if you do, Brady will have 30 points on the board. There's a, that, He will score points. He might throw a few picks. Um, but I just think it's a no pressure... Perfect, perfect celebration for Tom Brady. He can take chances, which makes him dangerous. Um, I just think it's it's just, I think too much is, and it's so hard to, to repeat, right? Um, so much pressure would be on the, the Chiefs right now. Um, so don't get me wrong. I think Mahomes is brilliant and he doesn't have to evade a lot of pressure, right? Mahomes is, does what Brady does best, which is athletically move in the pocket. It's crazy. He doesn't have to move more than two yards. So there's, you can't write him off, but I just think I, I like the Bucks here. I think it's a good matchup. On the basis of the picks he threw against Green Bay, Brady could be one of the biggest um, threats to Tampa Bay winning this game. Him or Carlton Davis getting absolutely torched by Tyree Kill and Michael Hardman, which, um, you know, he didn't cover himself in glory against Green Bay. They won despite him, not because of them. Didn't he torch him when they played in the regular season? Yes, they did. Yeah. Seven million yards in the first quarter. <laughs> Russ, you're and in that- there. And the Tampa Bay camp yeah, as well, aren't you? I am in the. I'm. I'm. With, I'm with with Craig. I think the amount they they showed last week out uh, weekend before last against Aaron Rodgers how much pressure they could put on, and they literally shut down that Packers offense almost entirely. It was it was really really impressive. Shaq Barrett and um, uh, our friend uh, John Pierre Paul was <laughs> was at. <laughs> Was absolute, you know, they absolutely outstanding, and you know the way the way that they can have that depth in offense. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin absolutely bullied. He bullies teams. He's a monster, and if you can't, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna cover Mike Evans, then Godwin will get you. Or even Scott Miller, who nobody had even heard of at the start of the season. You know, it was all you know Godwin and Evans, and and Scotty Miller scored that touchdown just before half time. And, you know, they will find a way to get you. And I just think that there's no pressure. I don't believe there's any pressure, even though it's at their own stadium. No, not many people outside of Tampa Bay are expecting them to win. They've got no pressure. Everybody pretty much expects Kansas to win. It's theirs to lose. So so for, that's perfect for Brady. He could just go out there. He can do his thing. They can set the game up almost perfectly for him, and and he can go out there and and just lead them to victory. You know, Fournette and Jones. You know, if they if they click, if they get that one-two punch going, it they're going to be hard to stop. And and Kansas are fallible against the run. Okay, that's a great oh. point, by the way. Don't underestimate that. If if Tampa can run the ball, it's it's oh, problems. They'll, they'll... It's problems. Tampa will certainly. They'll certainly try and run the ball. 
Um, yeah, we we saw in the NFC Championship game that that was what they want to do. Because um, I think, you know, as as good as Brady has been, uh, he's exceeded expectations since he's gone there after leaving New England. We all know that, but you know, they're he's fallible. You know, they if they've, they've got if they get the run game going, they don't need to lean on him. That's how they want the game to go. But what you what you would have noticed, and what what I've certainly noticed about Tampa Bay is they don't stick with you know they give if 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 it's not working for Fournette it it or then it seems to work for Jones and vice versa if they can't get Jones going they bring Fournette in and yeah. he does what he does he did against against Green Bay or they can they can similarly get them both going it, it's it's almost a perfect situation for them but Arians doesn't want to run the ball like he knows he needs to. But he does, he's quite happy to go to the pass. And the the Bucks can win this game without establishing the run. The run may it's, not work and the Bucks can still win. But if the Bucks yeah. can run the ball, I think it's big problems. But the there's Chiefs. enough of there's enough of a run threat, isn't there? That's the that's as much of a key as actually if they can establish a bit of a run early to tie them in and to, and to make them think they're going to run, then that creates all sorts of problems and, and holes for Godwin, Brown, Miller, Evans, you know, Gronk, even like Cameron Brake is a, is a huge weapon on that offense. If people are looking for Gronk and Evans and Cameron Brake just pops up on a two tight end set, he's, he's huge. Arians may prefer to, prefer to throw the ball, but um, he certainly tried to establish the run in the, against the Packers and, He'll do whatever he, he thinks is going to win a Super Bowl, obviously. Right. Other perspective. Mark, um, you are, I suspect, going to disagree um, about the, the Bucks being favourites or going to edge this one. Um, you think the Chiefs have got too much? Comfortably too much, yeah. Um, I'll tell you why the Chiefs are going to win. They've got a far better head coach in Andy Reid, um, who's been there, done it, and one of the best um, coaching minds that the game's ever seen. They've got a better quarterback um, this season. Or not obviously not over the course of uh, their lives, but this season, the last couple of seasons, comfortably better. As Pat alluded to earlier on, the the um, the pack uh, the Bucks beat the Packers in spite of Tom Brady, not because of him. And if if the Packers had shown up at all in that second half, the Buck the Bucks wouldn't even be in this game. Um. We were talking about the trenches and um, and how it's you know everyone's talking about the the Tampa Bay defense being this massively unstoppable force. Well, for a start, if there's a quarterback who knows how to handle pressure and deal with pressure and have the weapons around him to sort out um, if pressure's in your face, then it's Pat Mahomes. He's the one who can deal with that better than anybody else. So they can chuck that front seven at him. Pat Mahomes is going to be able to sort it out. And we're talking about the Bucks defense being incredible, like the Chiefs defense is a bunch of chumps. Their their um D line with Chris Jones and Frank Clark are playing incredibly well at the moment. Um that secondary with Tyron Matthew, Daniel Sorensen are also having a fantastic postseason and have been solid. If anyone can cover the wide receivers that um that the Bucks have got it, it's that secondary that are performing brilliantly well at the moment, and they're brilliantly good at pulling off those cheeky little professional fouls that that um, referees <laughs> don't call. Um, <laughs> and and if we if we think back to previous Super Bowls, who's the guy who worked out exactly how you get to Tom Brady, causing problems and stop him 
winning a couple of Super Bowls. That was Steve Spagnolo at the uh, at the Giants, who's the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. That was Steve Spagnolo. He knows exactly what he's doing to get to Tom Brady, and he's the man that can get to him, causing problems. And if that D line gets to Brady, they don't stand a chance. I the the, the thing about the front seven is what does it for me. Um, as as you said. They were all over Josh Allen in the AFC Championship game. Gave yep. him an absolute horrific night. Um, and if they can get anywhere close to doing the same thing to Tom Brady, it, yeah, it, it, it could get ugly. Um, I suspect it won't be as simple as that because these things never are. Um, I'm just backing the, the Chiefs to score more than whatever the Bucks do. Um, that's just my gut feeling on this. Um, I just think they've sort of been playing in third gear a lot of the season, which is... A risky way to go whether it's intentional or not and um, I just feel of virtually every game they've played that the Chiefs have got a bit more that they can give if they need to um, and yeah it may backfire but I suspect it won't I suspect they'll have a bit too much um, Rich how do you how do you see this yeah I'm I'm less bullish than Mark when you asked the question uh, I was I was hesitant because I think it will genuinely be a very very close game and I'm not sure it's going to be the massive high scoring game that everyone thinks it will be I think both defenses here are maybe not getting the the credit that uh, that they're due in a lot of places I think everyone's seen those high scoring offenses and they're just focused in on that for me, the Chiefs are going to edge it because while they are, you know, the offensive line is causing question marks. They've lost both their starting tackles, but they have depth there. They sound confident that they can at least cope along the, the offensive line. And there's two big things here that are in their favor. First off, Mahomes is brilliant at escaping pressure he very rarely gets you know full games where he is just consistently unable to move the ball um for me i think what they'll do is they'll nullify the pass rush by getting the ball out very very quickly i expect to see a lot of very quick uh short field passes out to you know players like hill players like kelsey who can then make yards after catch and try and nullify that pass rush from that that front seven and the other thing they've got of course is Edwards Alaire is back and I think that they'll lean on the run more than everyone is expecting from this game and more than they've been able to the last what four or five weeks so yeah the Bucks are a great team you don't get to Super Bowl without being a great team I think this will be an epic matchup mm-hmm. I don't see it being a blowout either way um but I think it, it's it's going to be a really exciting game. That's what I'm hoping for. I think there's a lot of chat about the the Bucks wide receiver core as well and how you've got options all over the field. The best two receivers in this game both play for the Chiefs. And they've got a better quarterback. Um, I, I think that they've, push comes to shove, they've probably got, you know, as good a running back. The only thing that can possibly I think you're overselling them... Sammy Watkins a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, I, the the only thing that can hurt them is the fact that they've lost the left tackle. That's the that's the major thing for them. But if there's any quarterback in the league that is going to be able to cope with it, it's mine. The other the other thing that may hurt them the, is the COVID. Um, unfortunately, the uh, haven't they lost the center? No, it's the, oh. it's the back center. 
Yeah, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of close contacts, so it may mean that I don't know the timing of it. It may mean they still play if there are negative tests near the time. I'm not sure, but you just hope that none of it's got in. This is the it's not. not we've got so yet. far. We don't need that interfering with this game. Oh my can you, god! Can you imagine? Um, like Doctor the, the Maddie third choice, the third choice quarterback gets it, uh, and that's Mahomes out of the game. Can you imagine? <laughs> It's not worth thinking about. <laughs> it just, I, I, just... I wouldn't even watch it. I don't think it would be. That would be a, a disaster. Would, would that be enough for the NFL to be like? Actually, you know what? We're pushing it back a week. I, well, I think. They, I think there's a good chance they would. Do you know it? They they they'd have a job arguing it though. If it was just Mahomes, like no one else. So it was. If there was weren't any issues with safety, you know. The whole argument's been the whole time. It's we're only moving games if there are concerns about safety of other players, or there are concerns about um, just yeah being able to fulfil the fixture with your roster. You know, it could be Chenny. <laughs> Nobody wants I mean, to see Chenny in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more if they started to see significant losses from from the offensive side of the ball because of meetings and things. But yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, if, that's different then. Yeah, yeah, I think if Mahomes is out, you're probably right. They do end up having to roll with Henny. <laughs> whenever, whenever I hear about Chad Henny, do you remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger film Commando? Yeah, where where he does it every he just goes searching for his door and everywhere he goes he's just shouting Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rich, you said a minute ago that bad teams don't get to Super Bowls, but you know the Niners managed it a bit. Um, That's where I was trying to go with my little, uh, but you know, it didn't. He didn't buy it. Was that was that Bears team? That Bears team about ten years ago. Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman led Bears. Jesus Christ! There have been a few. There have there have, but it's it's true. You're not that bad. You know, it's no. not. Um, yeah, except for those Rex Grossman bears. Bloody hell. Yeah, they were shit. I don't like his sauce either. Who who would live in a Super Bowl like this? Honestly, Lloyd Grossman would have, would have done a better job against Peyton Manning's Colts. Seriously. That was a... The only the only reason that game wasn't sixty zip is it was absolutely cozy down that night. Yeah, and Devin Hester was playing. That was it. <laughs> yeah, he re- was he the first play he returned? The first kick, the kickoff kickoff touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, an embarrassment that that, that Bears team. They've had better teams that just haven't got as close. It's weird. Um, I digress, but that's that's how it goes. I'm going to do something a bit scientific now. Um, and I would like everybody to give a, a specific score prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, and I'll start with you, Rich. 28-26. To the Chiefs, I take it. To the Chiefs. Okay. I'm sticking um, with my original pick. No one right. was convincing on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, score prediction. Oh, trying to work it out. Um, That's not how predictions work. <laughs> I'm I'm somewhere around the thirty-seven, thirty-four mark. Thirty-seven, thirty-four. Okay. Um, Pat, add one to each team for me. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. Okay. Russ, thirty-two, twenty-seven. 
Tampa Bay. Two twenty-seven. Um, Mark. Forty-one twenty-eight. Chiefs. Ah, okay. Um, I am going to say thirty-one twenty-eight. Chiefs. Um, so everyone, go put a tenner on twelve-seven. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Six-three. And yeah, we've all gone quite bullish with the number of points, and I think I think you're right, actually, Craig. It's probably be lower, but what the point of what I'm going to do here is to give you an average of each team's score from the six of us. Um, Tampa Bay 31 and a half, Kansas City 32 and two thirds. That's pretty tight. <laughs> well, if that's nice. the final score, I'll be happy. That would be definitely <laughs> scorigami. We. <laughs> So, yeah, th- well, well, we'll do some rounding. 33-32 Chiefs. That's the long snapper podcast prediction. Um, mostly skewed by Mark. Mark's, uh, the, I think, you're the only one who said it wouldn't be, wouldn't be a one-score game. Yeah. I, yeah, having said all that, Craig, I think you're right. I don't think it goes as high scoring as that, um, having <laughs> just predicted a higher score. Such a long snapper thing to do if we all go for high scores and now all of a sudden we're arguing that it's going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> two safeties and a, a, a field goal or something. <laughs> I don't want to hedge my bets, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a twenty-one seventeen. But I, I still, I do believe it's a, it's going to be, it's not even going to be high scoring. I just think they'll both move the ball. I think they'll both yeah. move the ball. There'll be splash plays. There'll be defensive scores. Um, in fact, that's a good bet. I like a defensive score in each half. Um, well, yeah, I, especially with Tom Brady, yeah. it's guaranteed. Hey, all right, all right. Carry on, <laughs> carry on. Fucking. Well, they're they're going to stick him in at cornerback. Seven <laughs> rings, dog. Seven <laughs> rings. Seven rings. Let's go, TB. What happens to you? I, I know, I know, I know. You're a Stop disgrace. It, uh, I like him. Hey, Tom Brady doesn't turn, up, doesn't turn up for six weeks because he's wanking over Tom Brady and then comes in with <laughs> shit. Fuck <laughs> Don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. All right. Too dehydrated to get on. Hey, listen, it's still good one. It's still fuck Belichick, isn't it? Fuck Belichick, fuck the Patriots. But Tom, Tom, Tom done his thing. Shout out Tom Brady, TB12. Can you just cut that, Adam? Uh, uh, I think that people need to hear it and send help. <laughs> All right, this time um, we should pretty much get into any, any other business, unless anybody's got any vital final thoughts about the Super Bowl. Nope, good. Um, we've we've done that. We've done it done it pretty well. Um, for a long snapper preview, it's more than one sentence, which it could have been. Um, before we get into any other business, however, um, slightly inspired by a all over podcast segment that has sadly long since disappeared, um, uh, we've got a, a slightly different personality on this podcast in uh, Patrick Jackson, and. I think it's about time to introduce the new regular feature of the show, Things Pat Hates. Here it is. Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat Hates. Goddamn shitty aubergine. <laughs> Any other business? <laughs> Um, why don't we go back to you, Pat, and kick us off? Um, well, I'm going to take it down to a, a sad note then. Um, 
I learned yesterday that an acquaintance of mine died of COVID over the weekend. It's the first person I've actually met. And I kind of feel guilty that the uh, loss of a guy I met twice did an escape room with, spent an afternoon having convivial beers. That's about it. And through a mutual acquaintance. That has shook me more than 105,000 plus other deaths. But it does. That's just a fact. So... Rest in peace, James. I guess that's that's how it that's how it is, and it's when there are one hundred and five thousand deaths, um, they're going to be, yeah, unfortunately, people close to just about everybody. Um, yeah, it's uh, not good times. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, absolutely. Um, Mark, any other business? Um, just a quick shout out. Um, for sticking it to the man, to the Wall Street bets, uh, the Wall Street bets guys on Reddit, um, <laughs> fucking love what they did with the GameStop share price. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's it was a disgrace that the the big business and the big corporate stopped them stopped them putting the trade up um, and putting the price up when um, when they were doing what they were doing because it was screwing over the hedge fund companies. Um, what they did was bordering on criminal and um, should be held accountable, but they won't be because of who they are. But fair play to them for showing that a man with a computer who's a nobody can f- stick it to the fucking man when they want to. That was fucking brilliant. I loved it. Big talk. <laughs> Fuck Robin Hood and them, man. Get yeah. me. Yeah. I did, I did enjoy the Robin Hood Twitter account for Sherwood Forest game. Lots of followers. And good for and good for the people who got on it. You know, I worked with a guy who made four k from um, sticking a thousand pound in making four k and getting out. And and good for people that did that. You know, I think it's it's such a shame for the people that stuck with it to see what the ride would be and have ended up like losing everything. But um, it just goes to show what can happen if if movements take hold. And I loved the I loved how squirming the hedge funds must have been for a couple of hours. My favourite thing about this was a guy whose surname is Hedges Stokes just tweeting, I don't know anything about stocks, please. It's just for surnames. <laughs> it was very enjoyable indeed. Um, Craig, what have you got? It's been a few so, weeks. yeah, to be fair, funny enough, so I had something, well, I say I had something. My missus was telling me something about Jay Cutler's doing some fuck shit. Remember I've said beforehand, he's like a celebrity, isn't it? He's like a playboy. The guy's a, he's actually the worst human being, isn't it? Everything you thought about Jay Cutler, and I don't watch it, but she always likes, she watches that shit. She tells me, oh, because he's a footballer. She likes to act like I'm interested. I'm not interested. But the, prob- the problem is, is that because I wasn't interested, I don't actually know what the any of business is other than Jay Cutler done some fuck shit again. <laughs> Just, just fuck Jay Cutler. <laughs> I used to and, get and, and to fuck show... Walker, didn't it? Fuck your retirement. No one cares. <laughs> they don't, 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 don't talk ill. Of, don't talk ill of the next Jets quarterback coach, mate. Uh, <laughs> you know what's, you know what's going to happen? Stop it. That, you need to stop with that juju and putting it in the air, mate. If he ends up, in my club... <laughs> uh, you know, you know what's going to happen next is uh, Phil Rivers is going to get his own little. Uh, reality tv show and he's going to turn out to be this really nice stand-up guy who's a great dad to all his kids and craig will be like oh i love phil rivers he's great no i won't yeah. he's not he isn't he isn't we know yeah. he's let, not. Let me, he's let, me, craig, let me remind you of 
two years ago you and how you <laughs> felt about Tom Brady. It's yeah. this right, simple stuff. Ultimately, the guy's a goat, isn't it? And he was, he was, he was, he was under the control of of Emperor Palpatine. What do you, do you hold Anakin Skywalker accountable? Like you know, and and Darth Vader, those kids. Darth Darth Vader was redeemed in the end. Okay, so let Tom Brady vanquish. He's gonna do this. He's gonna come to the Jets. He's gonna go to New England. He's gonna batter Belichick, win the Super Bowl, win the championship game at. At Foxborough, let everyone know what Bra- what Belichick was really up to. You get me? Yeah, but imagine imagine the show Phil's Rivers, where Philip Rivers takes his nine kids fishing. <laughs> um, that, that that's got miles. That's that's Phil's great. Rivers is Phil having a massive piss during a walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russ. Any other business? Uh, yeah. So it seems. Uh, cricket is going to be back on terrestrial television. The India series, uh, England playing down there starting on Friday, has the rights have been bought up by Channel 4, which is well, a bit or odd. have they? Or have they? It's been leaked, um, but I have th- well, I, morning, it has, guy... it has, it has been, it has been announced by Channel 4, I think. Oh, which, has it now? Okay, yeah, good, it's, good. it's definitely, it's definitely there. Um, but interestingly, I'm just, um, I was going to say, I last no, yeah, last month, middle of last month, I finally bit the bullet and signed up to Sky Sports because I'm not uh, for ages and ages and ages. Um, I kind of put it off. I'd been definitely not logging in on my friend SkyGo and doing all that sort of stuff. Um, but I finally bit the bullet anyway. And now, since I've got Sky Sports, seemingly nearly every sporting event which I like to watch is going to be either on terrestrial television or something that I already get for free. <laughs> so <laughs> like in the last two weeks, there has been an incredible amount of football. Like all of the midweek matches have been live on BT sport. Is, is ma- it a nice been... juicy 18 month contract that you've, you've yeah, yeah, yeah. Real big fat 18 month contract. Um, and now there's cricket on terrestrial television as well. And literally whoever it's sky has pulled my pants right down. <laughs> I don't know about you. This is this is just makes makes it even better. Um, are we gonna get? I just I've got such fond memories of Channel Four. Yeah, oh, it's got to be. I hope it's Mambo Number Five. If it's not, yes. yeah. if it's oh, not, yeah. there'll be we riot if it's not Mambo <laughs> yeah. Number Five. Yeah, yeah. And also, also, I mean, it, it, they copped. You remember when they they got the rights in '99, and it was like the uproar that cricket is not going to be on the BBC anymore. Who are these charlatans? They're going to make it. They're going to dumb it down. They're going to make it unwatchable. Um, and they did the exact opposite. They took everything that was good about the BBC, well, which was mostly Richie Benno. Um, but then they they, good they just made it, it modern. They made it modern, <laughs> but they didn't they didn't mess with it, and they didn't upset the old guard. They had something for everybody. Um, they just all the innovations that you see now, like Hawkeye Snicko. It was it was well it. Channel Nine or Channel Four doing it first, uh, and has it actually moved on since they stopped? You know, it's HD, maybe not a lot else. It's pretty similar, um, and they did they did so much for the game. Be interesting to see who they get on as in the pundit trees and on. I guess the comms will be home broadcaster anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. a bit like uh, unless they do it from the studio, like Sky Sports were doing 
and TMS were doing, but yeah, who knows? It would be bold if they did. I suspect they'll they'll take the they'll take the host broadcaster commentary. But yeah, it'd be they'll have they they're bound to have pundits, aren't they? Even at short notice. Well, I've heard, I've heard Vaughan because BBC aren't. Um, BBC, yeah, okay. TMS yeah. aren't doing it. It's so a Vaughan. Is Mark Nicholas going to be on it again? Oh, Sixer! <laughs> Mark Nicholas is doing talk sport, annoyingly. Uh, okay, so well, as, long as, as long as he's nowhere near it, then I'm all right. <laughs> Fuck me, that guy's a weapon. <laughs> I could tell you a story about Mark Nicholas, but not on air. Um... <laughs> Doug's a big fan. Yeah. Doug, a big fan. <laughs> Doug, Doug will know the story. Things Doug likes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rich. I think it's just you. I've, well, I've, ju- I've just jumped in with Russ, and that that'll do for me. Channel Four cricket. I was gonna I was gonna talk about the uh, the Reddit versus Wall Street thing, but Mark's done an excellent job of bringing that up already. Um, Pat, I want to know whether you hate aubergines the vegetable or aubergines the emoji. I think it's important <laughs> that we know. Oh, the vegetable, definitely the vegetable. Okay, good. Um, and the only other thing is, I've just seen that Bezos is going to stand down as CEO of Amazon. So fuck you, Jeff. Yes. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's big time. it. There you go. That also, was... I'm slightly offended about that aubergine thing, Pat. Aubergine is it's a, a top tier vegetable, blood. <laughs> yeah, but when you when you're a vegan. Anything, so you've anything got that. Yeah, you, you don't do. have food craving, so you've got to put up with aubergines. <laughs> don't knock I, a bit I, of grilled aubergines. I used to trust your takes, and then I heard you talk about Brady. <laughs> <laughs> he is the goat. Oh, what the do list. you want me to do? What do you want me to do? There is too much Mark, and Brady is the goat. It is just life. <laughs> oh, and, and on that bombshell. <laughs> It, it's it's time to end. We'll, we'll 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 review the Super Bowl next week, I guess. Um, we might have a little break after that, but yeah, off, off season <laughs> like eight months. Yeah. <laughs> we keep talking tiring. about oh, we'll do yeah, this in the off season. We, we've done very well considering at the start of this season we were all worried about how how the season would pan out with COVID and all that sort of shit. To get an entire season. And being Super Bowl week is nothing short of a fucking miracle, really, is it? Are you talking about the NFL now? Are you talking about us? <laughs> oh, no, no, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> I mean, haven't we done brilliantly? Yeah. <laughs> That's what haven't we? You lucky people. <laughs> to, to be honest, making podcasts has never been easier. Nobody's going out. Are you all about? That's why they're all six of us. I love it. I love it when Adam comes on and says, "Look, we're here again." <laughs> yeah the pubs the pubs are shut so you've got another episode of the log sapper podcast that's how it is and you'll fucking enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah enjoy enjoy sunday night obviously won't we won't be getting together we might be we might be zooming together um but we won't be getting together unfortunately uh, that will have to wait till next year. But yeah, whatever you're doing, um, Sunday, enjoy and definitely book the Monday off if you haven't already. And yeah, we'll have a we'll have a chat afterwards. Bye for now. Go well. Oh,
on this. Michael Jeans get a bad rap, and so do Courgettes. Uh, no, Courgettes <laughs> are decent. I'll take but, a Courgette over an aubergine. Hundred percent. Really? Aubergine, over an aubergine, definitely. Always chewy. Like they're never cooked right. But they don't need to be chewy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They don't need to be chewy. A little bit of olive oil. So you would say you grill. would say that it's a fucking staple food for you. <laughs> get, get a fucking steak inside you. Womp cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs>